Praise the Lord. I think uh, Pastor and uh, Sister Show Strand for giving me the opportunity. Uh, I really, really appreciate this opportunity to speak the Lord's Word. I love talking about the Lord. I love singing about the Lord. My passion, God gave it to me. Uh, and I do my best, and I think I get fed more than anybody else. <laughs> so, um, he's family. Yeah. God is good. He's good. Uh, hate to lose family, but God is in control. He's in control, and uh, we've been praying much for Keith and Edge family, and praying for our church, praying a lot for our pastor. Amen. Much prayer, yeah. He needs it. Yes. Yeah, he needs it. Entire family. You can be called pastor. Still human. Hurts. I watch him. I, I see it heavy a lot of times. So praying for him. Amen. Um, I'm gonna try to hurry. I got a lot of information, <laughs> but uh, uh, pray with me, Father, in the name of Jesus, God. I come before you, delivering your word, God. Lord, I decrease so that you increase, God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's start out with uh, the book of John, chapter 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. And I remember years ago when I first read that, the Lord gave me the revelation. There's other vines out there. If he's calling himself the true vine, there's more than one vine. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Though painful, God, he prunes us. It's, uh, it's a good pain. It's growing pain. Uh, some blessings hurt. But I thank God. Because if I never felt the, the pain of pruning, I know he would be done with me, that he didn't care, that he didn't love me. Amen? Hallelujah. So I try not to complain. I didn't say I didn't. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. Hallelujah. God is the true vine. And it's safe to say there's other vines out there in the world that is appealing to us. It reminds me of the, the uh, tree of the knowledge of good and evil. How it was appealing to Adam and Eve. And God didn't want them to take part of that tree, of that fruit, of that fruit. He said to stay away from it. But you know what? The more we focus on something that we're not supposed to, yeah, it becomes appealing. We start coming up with excuses. And before you know it, we did the wrong thing. Hallelujah. Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Verse 5, I am the vine. God's pretty repetitive here, isn't he? I think he wants us to know that he's the only way. He's it. All right? He's the only one true vine, the way, and the life. Hallelujah. So it would pay to abide in Christ. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. And I wouldn't want to do anything without him. We're extensions of this vine. And he wants us to be, you know, part of the solution to the problems here in the world. And we're either going to be a live branch and bear the fruit, or we're not. We're going to be the branch that's withered and thrown to the fire. Hallelujah. If a man, if a man abides not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, if you're in the will of God, you'll ask things that are pleasing to God. You'll ask what he wills. We're, we're in the flesh. Sometimes we'll ask things that we want. And just because he's God, sometimes he gives it to us. Amen. Right? But he knows us better than we know ourselves. So he knows if we can handle it or not. Amen. Hallelujah. To live our lives according to the will of God we carry our cross each and every day to fully put our trust in God in the midst 
of storms and battles. We fully put our trust in God. Say, I fully put my trust in God. Say that with me. I fully put my trust in God. One more time. I fully put my trust in God. Yes. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. It's one of my favorites. Lean not to thine own understanding. That's easy to do. Acknowledge him in all thy ways. He'll direct your path. He won't force you, but he'll give you direction. So, hallelujah. If I were to have a topic for tonight, it would be pick your battles. Pick your battles. If I can have a subtopic, what will your tomorrow be? Ah. I'm trying to relax, you know how I get. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We're currently experiencing a time in our lives that uh, we've never experienced before. We're going through something that um, we have been looking for to just go away and it won't. Um, we're experiencing something that sometimes gets friends and families to be in disagreement. Amen. Um, I'm just going to go straight to the point. You know, um, we have to be careful during times like this. And we have to seek God more than ever more than ever because we're going through a time to where saints we're in a war you know we are and it's you know i'm not trying to paint a scary picture on I'm, I'm being real we are in a spiritual warfare all right and we this war is nothing but spirits that aren't God. And it's like, the closer you get to God, you know, the more you can discern, the more that you can see and feel. It's kind of like walking in a, in a crowded room, shoulder to shoulder. And it's very difficult. It's very phobic. It's, I don't like it. I want to get out. I want to get away. That's what I feel. This is what I sense, I discern. And so the only thing to do is to seek God like never before. You know, read his word. Uh, because it's easy to get caught up in the other sources. You know, uh, you can get away from God and and you pay attention to other people too much and you'll see what they do and they seem happy so I'm going to do it and then you're caught up in the things that aren't working and you're digressing 
And then when you fall, what's the first thing you do? You grab onto the first thing and to break your fall. And I want nothing but Christ when I fall, when I'm hurting, when I'm weak, when, you know, even as a grown man, there's been times in my life and it's like, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, be, you know, all man. You know, I would come to God as a child in tears to a point to where, okay, Lord, I don't know what else to do. I'm coming to you. I'm seeking you. I don't like what's going on, and I need your help. And the Lord let me know in so many ways and in words and through the scriptures, you know, Michael, that takes a man. That takes faith. That takes a child of God. This is what I want. This is what pleases me. And over the years, he had to continue to teach me and show me, you know, this is what I want. When this pleases me, I'll bless you. I'll bless everybody around you. Amen? I think this is good information. I really do. Uh, this pandemic is, we're in a spiritual warfare. Yes. You know, we really are. Um, when you're, you cry at the drop of a hat and don't even know why, you're in a spiritual warfare. When you're angry, no reason, you're angry at everybody. We're in a spiritual warfare. You're sick of being sick. You're in a spiritual warfare. You're tired of being tired. We're in a spiritual, we're in a war and we've got to fight. And I'm not using anybody else's armor because it won't work. I'm telling you right now, it won't work. Put on the whole armor of God. All of it. If you don't, you're going to get hurt. You may even get killed. Put on the whole armor of God. I'm telling you, I get obsessed. Growing up, you ever hear the word obsessed? Oh, you're obsessed. You know, that's a negative. It seemed negative. Oh, you're obsessed. No. I use it in my relationship with God. I'm obs- I want to be obsessed with him. I want to eat, drink, and sleep him. And the older I get, and the bigger my family gets, the more I want to do it. Because (laughs) I got a grandbaby. He tears me up. (laughs) My first grandchild. And, uh, wow. I'm telling you, it's just... uh, you know, we got him a children's Bible, you know, and I was very straightforward, you know, with my son. I said, I want you to read. 
read these stories to him because, you know, I want him to say one of these days, you know, I want to be like dad. So therefore, dad has to be saved. I want to be like mom. Therefore, mom has to be saved. I want to be like Poppy. That's me. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's all right. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I can go straight to the end with this. Ephesians 6, 11. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I'll tell you, just that verse right there all by itself. I mean, you really read this. I mean, get into the, let the spirit just take over. This is serious. Against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wow. Don't let them suits fool you in government. <laughs> I'll steer away from that. I just had to, that one's free. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in this evil day. In this evil day, having done all that, stand. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Yes, I'm telling you. You know, if I'm looked at as, uh, you know, yeah, I want to be a Christian too. And, you know, you don't want to just relax, Brother Gators. Come on. No, I can't, I won't, and I've tasted the Lord, and he's good. Yes. And it's more than just, you know, I'm a Christian. You know, I'm trying myself to be Christ-like. And, you know, I have a relationship with him. And I'm not perfect, but I love how he teaches me. I love how he just walks with me. He does. He talks with me. It's the most perfect time during the day is when I wake up, you know, because I work nights and my whole family's gone. Well, the boys moved out, but Cindy's at school and my wife's at work. Don't take this wrong, honey. And it's just me and God and my pets. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it's the, it's the perfect time when I pray. Woo, them, them pets see me speaking tongues. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, it, if you can't understand that, oh, get there. You know, I'm not trying to be like somebody else. You know, I, I, I was born and raised apostolic. But along the way, 
I wanted to see for myself. I, I, I want to test this out. You know, I've always been curious. Not dangerously curious, but just, you know, I, I want to know. And man, that day when I got hit with the baptism of the Holy Ghost at 10 years old, I remember it like yesterday. I do. I'm 56 years old, and I remember it, I, and it's, I'll never forget it. And it's just grown in me. Experience it. You, I want you, if you've never been baptized with the Holy Ghost, evidence of speaking in other tongues, you don't know what you're missing. It'll change your life. It will. It'll change your life. Hallelujah. And I know these battles, you know, uh, some battles we just, you know, we're going to face on a regular basis. You know, we can't get away from them. But, you know, you can still pick how you fight your battles. Okay? That's how you pick your battles. You pick how you fight them. Hallelujah. Follow me. I'm going somewhere. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 10. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are not. They're not flesh and blood. They're not. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. They are. Use it. Brother Gabe's with strongholds. Now, just to name a few, fear. Fear is a stronghold. Anger. Confusion. Despair. I don't want no part of it. Yes, we're human. We're going to experience a little bit, but you don't have to live it. You don't have to let it in, okay? You abide in Christ and let him abide in you. Then you don't have to live on these strongholds, on this fear, on this confusion. You don't know what's going on and it's, it's because you used other sources, you know, to live your life. And it's, it's all about relationship with God. It's that simple. It's that simple. A stronghold is a lie that Satan has established in our thinking if we aren't careful. Amen. We may count as true, but it's actually a false belief. We can, we'll count it as a true vine. And it's, it's not. We'll get sucked right in. When we embrace these lies, they affect our attitudes, our emotions, our behaviors. It affects every part of our life. And it's like people are like, what is wrong with you? You done adopted this stinking thinking. Thinking, thinking patterns is what I like to call it. Hallelujah, that becomes strongholds. 
and these are some of them to name a few. Fear is the devastating sense of nervousness that restricts you from living a blessed and fulfilled life. No way. No way. If I'm, I'm not letting, I'm not taking on that. I might experience a little fear every now and then, but I'm not going to let it control my life. Amen. You know, that's why I have, and I don't trust me. You know, I have to stay in the Word. I have to stay on my knees. You know, I have to push the plate over a little bit. You know, because I like to eat. You know, but um, I like how the Lord uh, tells me, you know, to do away with something. You know, I love this 40 days of fire. It's such a blessing, such a blessing. And it's, it's good. It's good for me. It's good for all of us. And I'm telling you, it's healing. It's delivering. Oh, and I think Thank you, uh, Pastor, for listening to the Lord and, and leading us down this path because I'm telling you, we need it more than ever before. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. We can't live, you know, and, and I know a lot of us, you know, especially me, I feel like a visitor. <laughs> you know, we've been sick. It's the second time we've gotten COVID. And um, her parents are sick, and then her brother Ed has had a stent put in. It's just been one thing after another. And I was like, good Lord. And I'm almost afraid to talk to the pastor. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he understands. This man has a heart of gold. He's awesome. And I thank you. appreciate you. Yes, hallelujah. And then there's so many scriptures in the Bible for fear. My goodness, Bible scholars, how many scriptures in the Bible on uh, fear not? Wild guess. Larry. <laughs> what do you say? Close. 365. A scripture, yeah, for each day of the year, we have no choice, no excuses. Yeah, hallelujah. I'm not standing up here like I know them all, I don't. But they're there for me, too, for all of us. Hallelujah. Not picking on you, Larry. He knows the Bible. That's why I do that. He knows that Bible. Second uh, Timothy 1 through 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, saints, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Hallelujah. A sound mind. It, you, you can't have a sound mind if you, you're not at peace. Right. Somebody said, what's success to you, brother Gators? Peace. That's a success to me. Peace yes. surpasses all understanding. There's nothing else. Now, when I was younger, money, 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 money. 
Now I'm older, I'm not crazy. Peace. There's peace in my home. Especially with the boys gone. <laughs> and, and I speak peace in their homes. I do. Peace in my, in my father's house, my brothers, my in-laws. Peace. It just feels peaceful to say peace in Jesus' name. I, I thank God for that. Confusion, saints, misunderstanding, and extreme inability to think clearly, double mindless and restlessness, no peace. Ooh, you just don't want to get in a state of confusion. We get confused every now and then, but you don't be a walking billboard, uh, billboard of confusion. Just, you're this person, you can see confusion walking a mile away. It's like, my goodness. You don't want to be in that position. You have to stay in the Word. You have to. We can't live, you know, Sunday to Sunday. We can't live Sunday to Wednesday. We can't live... Sunday to corporate prayer to Wednesday to Sunday, we can't live. Uh, hyphen, uh, throw it all in there, 24-7. I, I, I try to eat the Lord up so much, I dream about him. I don't want to dream about anything else. They say if you read before you go to bed, you kind of dream it. I, I believe it, I do. You know, when I come home from work, not all the time that I read. I'm just sitting there on the couch waiting for that 20 minutes so I can you know, get ready for bed. But a lot of times the Lord leads me to read before I go to bed. And I'm telling you, and then I'm not sleepy. Because he gave me something that had kept me up for another hour. <laughs> but that's a blessing, that's all right, you know. It's something that I needed and it, it, it blessed me. It blesses me continually. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. For God is not the author of, of uh, confusion, but of peace. But of peace, as in all churches of the saints. Hallelujah. Anger, producing frustration, agitation and harm in your life. You don't want to walk around in anger. Hallelujah. You got to seek God in everything you do. Some things that happen in your family, with your children, different things, you know, that'll set you off. You don't understand. All right? And it's like, Lord, I'm trying. I've been walking with you and trying so hard. Why in the world did this happen? Come on. You almost get angry with the Lord. You know, it's like, seriously. Lord, help. Don't charge God foolishly. Just continue praying. Lord, I trust you. You know, I, and you're in control. And I know things are going to be all right. I never forget what he's done for me. 
right? A lot of times I've, I've written a journal, and, you know, of what God has done for me. I've read it to my wife, and I was like, look, remember that? We're past, I'm past that. Remember this? You know, remember that journal I read to you? And just, wow. You know, sometimes you need it reminded. You know, and it's, and I thank God, you know, um, for all that he's done, all that he's doing, and all that he's going to do in my life. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. Be ye angry and sin not, and let not the... Uh, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, hatred. You know, just everything that we're going through, and like I said earlier, you know, we can, you know, it's causing families and some friends to, you know, get kind of angry with each other and um, be in disagreement. And I'm telling you, just be careful. It's a spiritual warfare. Just know that, you know, there's, I'm just going to go there, you know. It's just, you know, I got the shot. Well, I didn't. I got it's a vaccine. It's not. What? Leave it alone. Let God be true and every man a liar. All right? Focus on God. Safest thing to do. That's all I do. Just pray. I know he's going to get us through this. I'm not trying to, you know, paint this pandemic more powerful than God. This is nothing. You know, I kind of look at it as he sits back and tries to see what we're going to do, how we're going to handle it. Amen. Yeah. What are you going to do, Mike? Okay. I'm not going to. I'll say it. You know, all I got left is my dad. And, you know, if this takes him and, you know, it's his time to go. And I don't want him to go, but if it does, I'm not going to charge God foolishly. I'm not going to, you know, be angry with him. You know, I'll just, you know, cry my tears and continue worshiping him and be glad because my dad's saved. Yeah, he's been saved for many years. We, brought, we were born and raised apostolic. He brought me up through it and he would be all right, just like my mom's all right. He went home, went home to be with the Lord at 66 years old, way too young. But it was her time. She went, it hurt. She's in the presence of the Lord. Till that last day, he, she's saved. 
baptized in his name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes. Hallelujah. Good memories. This is what I want. You know, I want my children, my family to say, you know what? Dad was saved. You know, and I want to be like that. You know, when he was in trouble, he brought us all together and prayed. Come on, let's hold hands. I don't want them to ever forget it. They, they won't forget. They won't forget what they've been taught. And I'm going to continue that with my grandson. Yes. Hallelujah. You'll get to meet him one of these days. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, I better hurry. Despair. Making you believe that life is not worth living. Don't you dare. Put on the brakes. Stop. If you are anywhere close to this, you get up here right now, I'll stop, we'll pray, we'll drench you in oil, and pastor will lay hands on you, because life is worth living in Christ. Hallelujah. Only what you do for Christ will last. Always remember that. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Cast down, but not destroyed. Hallelujah. We are protected. Stay in Christ. Abide in him daily, regularly. Make God your life. Hallelujah. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth uh, itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. Things we have to we have to decide. Saved, unsaved, we have to decide. You know, are we going to, you know, live for the world or are we going to live for Christ? All of Him. Each and every day. I mean, you can I I can't put it any other way. He has to be your life. He has to be your life. He has to be the first thing you come to. First thing in the morning, last thing at night. When trouble is there, when trouble is not there. You have to make a decision because the decisions you make today will be your tomorrow. Yeah. It can be five minutes from now. Five hours, five weeks, five months, 10 years, 20 years. The decision you make today will be your tomorrow. And I, my kids will tell you this, and, and 
Put them on the spot if you remember. I told them growing up, I said, the decisions you make will not only affect you, it affects everybody around you. Don't you ever forget it. Good or bad. The decisions you make. And we can be all blessed together. Or we'll be all tore down together and hurting. I mean, family, friends, affects a lot of people. You can be a blessing or you can be destructive. And they never, they haven't forgot it. And I feel like, you know, if they make a decision to live for Christ, you, they can't lose. You can't lose. I don't care what you're going through, what you experience. You can't lose. Matter of fact, saints, we won. It's just one of those ways where you just have to, I don't like saying going through the motions, but just, just live the life and, and, and taste and see that the Lord is good. He is good. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm not perfect, but you know, it's like I've been in this so long and so deep, I think you're crazy if you don't. Something's wrong with you. Forgive me, Pastor, if that's too strong, but it's like, you know, I, I don't understand. I don't understand how you cannot serve somebody who is nothing but love, nothing but you know, delivering and, and healing in, in every way. I don't understand, but the, you know what? You let those seducing spirits get a hold of you. Yeah, it makes it hard. It makes it tough. Hallelujah. You know, I, I'm going to cut some of this out for the sake of time. But... I really don't want to. Uh, Pastor, how long do I got, seriously? You sure? Genesis 18, verse 20. And the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it, that has come to me, and if not, I will know. Then the men turned away from there and went toward Sodom. But Abraham still stood before the Lord, and Abraham came near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there were fifty righteous. Within the city, would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that were in it? And to make a long story short, you know, 
the Lord, you know, he granted it, okay. Then there was 40, 30, 15, 10. There was none. He told it not to take your family, go to that city of refuge, and don't look back. Don't look back. Decisions you make will affect you and everybody around you. His wife turned around and just had to look. Turned into a pillar of salt. She affected her husband. She affected her children, family, everybody around her. They lost her. Well, she had to look back. Never look back. Don't ever look back just to see. Don't ever look back. This reminds me, you know, of an impact a couple of people in my family has made, you know, in my life. And matter of fact, the whole Gators uh, family, you know, the effect that it's made on all of us. Um, my Uncle Bobby, he's the oldest out of 11 children. He's my dad's oldest brother. I think he's, he might be even a little older than Bishop. And um, back in high school, we're a football family. And uh, back in high school, my Uncle Bobby played football. He went out for the team. He loved football. You know, pretty big guy. And they put him on the line as a guard. He loved it. And then one day, he picked up a fumble. And he ran for a touchdown. <laughs> And nobody was 30 yards, within 30 yards of him. And everybody's jaw dropped. And he was the starting running back that first Friday night. And that's when the Gators running backs began. You know, this enlightened us. You know, the boys, so many of us playing football, and, and talented and running backs and went to college and, you know, scholarships and uh, some even graduated. But you know what? This other person that made an impact in our life prayed. And my, it's my great-grandmother, Fanny Harris. She started the church, Apostolic Church of Christ. But before I get ahead, my Uncle Bobby, the impact he made, we all were good running backs, even got scholarships. But you know what? We got a big family, and only two of us are saved. Just two. When my great-grandmother and prayed, she, she prayed for the family to be saved. 
And I'm, I'm trying to explain this so it makes sense. None of us could be successful in sports. And, and I, I want you to understand, it's like, there's like seven of us that had like the tools. Fast, big, strong, hands. I mean, and it's like, what's going on? I, I, I could see it. None of us could get anywhere because of her prayer. I noticed it. I noticed it. Forgive me for, oh, I love talking about the Lord. I noticed it even more when my boy played ball. Caleb had it all. And I was like, wow. You know, the high school coach even said, um, or my college coach who was watching Caleb, he says he's got more moves than dad. You know, <laughs> I said he does. And it was like, we would sit there at them games. And me and Tyler would look at each other. Understand, it was like, we just, we just had to fess up. God's in control. None of us can like, and it's like, and I knew, the Lord told me it was the prayers of my great-grandmother, you know? And it's like, he didn't want us to go, you know, that way of sports. You know, he, my Uncle Bobby, he was drafted into the NFL and played with Y.A. Tittle, if anybody remembers Y.A. Tittle, for the Giants. And, you know, he played like six years. We wanted to be like Uncle Bobby. And when she prayed, it was like none of us could do anything. We had it, I'm telling you, I mean, I'm not trying to tell you a fish story. We had it all. It was like, you know, I mean, all of us, we could dunk a basketball. We could run, you know. I mean, Caleb went to the regionals. He was on his way to, to the state, and it was like, and he pulls a hamstring, and it was like every time something happened, I thought of my grandmother, I thought of the prayers, and I'm not hurt by it. Only, I'm hurt because I felt like none of us listened. We didn't listen, and we just kept pushing it and pushing it. Nothing's wrong with football. We push it. And we just, we hurt ourselves. I don't want that. You know the impact my great-grandmother made? Half of, family, half of the Gators family is saved. Half. That's a lot. We got a big family. That's the impact she made. Decisions you make affects everybody. Everybody. Hallelujah. But that's why. You know. I got a grandson. And I'm going to do it right this time. Vic told my kids, Dad's preaching tonight. 
And she told Caleb, probably twice, I know he's watching. And I'm telling you right now, son, I don't want to mess up like this again. Jaden, my grandson, we're not going to get caught up in sports anymore. I want you to read this Bible stories to him. I want him to know God. I want him to not get caught up. This sports is not bad, but it's how you go about it. You don't let it rule your life. And it ruled a lot of family, a lot of members in my family's life. And it hurts me to the core. I didn't see it till later that the effects of the prayers of my great-grandmother slowed it down and tried to get us to look. And a lot of us did catch on. And we see it. And I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, I admit this. It's hard to say to Caleb, don't fill Jaden's head up with a lot of sports. Read to him those Bible stories. And if he asks questions, I want you to be able to answer them. And if you can't answer them, you call me. You call my pastor. It's got to be done right this time. All right? I don't want you to feel like you did something wrong, but it's just, you know, you, we kind of went off the path of something that it doesn't call sin, but if you get obsessed with it, it can put you in sin. Hallelujah. Pick your battles. Pick your battles. Where will you tomorrow be? You know, the decisions you make. Just make the right decisions, even after even after you're saved, you can make the wrong decisions. We've got to stay on track. I've got to stay on track. You know? It's very important. You know, God wants to bless us. He wants to save more people. The time is near. I'm not just trying to say that and, oh, I've heard this a million times before. Please listen. Time is near. It really is. It's so close. And I just don't want anybody left behind. You know? And it's not just that. I want, I want you to experience what I and many of us experience here. You know, the sweetness of God. You know, it's so amazing to live for the Lord. You know, you're not weak. And, oh, you know, and I'm not. No, get that out of your mind if you're thinking like that. Especially men. Don't stop. It takes a man. It takes strength. It takes faith to live for God. Give God a chance. 
Give him a chance, you know? He, he doesn't want you lukewarm. You either hot or cold, you get hot in Christ. I'm going to have to stop. But pick your battles. You can go away which seemeth right, and thereof are the ways of death. Or, the Lord said, abide in me, and I in you, and I will fight your every battle. Because the battle is not yours. It's mine. Amen. I love you guys. You're my family. God bless. <laughs> love you too. Amen.